Hello again and welcome to another episode of The Echo Chamber. With me as usual is Dr. Jamie Sherrington. Hello, Jamie. Hello again. And I am really excited about this one because for the past two, three weeks or so, I have sunk 50-odd hours into playing this game, uh, a game which, let's be honest, Jamie, it it hurt me. It hurt me. It did. It did. Uh, It's No Man's Sky, and No Man's Sky by Hello Games, uh, that was published in August 2016, hurt me. Tell tell us for people who don't know about No Man's Sky, Jamie. Can you tell us why why it hurt us so badly? So I mean, it was when it came out in 2016. It had a huge amount of hype with it, and it came up. It's basically they were showing it as like procedurally generated planets, universes, creatures. So you could you could walk across a planet, which would obviously take well as long as it takes to walk across the planet years and then you could fly to other solar systems and they advertised it as having things like space battles and you'd come across all these wonderful creatures and the whole idea was to explore and it was sounded the most amazing like your ultimate your ultimate space fantasy of just stepping out into a great unknown and then it came out and yeah yeah it did have big planets but they were just sort of barren and it had creatures and they were just sort of, they were all sort of similar and it didn't really make sense and the plot wasn't all that. And it no. was just a bit, oh, this is, okay, I see what you've done here, but it's a bit, mm. yeah, a bit, dis- a bit disappointing. So I, I, I got it as soon as it came out. Same. And I played it for a while, but then I was just like, this is a bit dull. Yeah. So I put it down. It was... It had all the ingredients, as you say, for a sci-fi nerd gamer to like. Oh, it's like the. It's not open world. It's not open world. It's open universe. And yeah. at the time of recording now, there are some eighteen quadrillion planets apparently that are able to be explored in uh, the No Man's Sky universe. And that was kind of the thing. Like It was a, it was a never-ending explore, space exploration game. And everything from, you know, mining, survival, exploration, combat, um, horror, uh, trading, base building, all of this was there in a ever-changing, never the same, never two planets the same, never two... You know, um, atmospheres the same, never two areas of space, solar systems the same. And you just thought, this is incredible. I am absolutely down for this. And then you, it came out and it was this clunky, ridiculously slow moving, mm. really odd story that didn't compel you at all. And it was just such a disappointment. It, it 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 properly hurt me, and it reminded me of so many games that I had back back in the nineties that we played that had elements of these things, like the space exploration, going between space bases and trading and stuff. It had that, it, you know, and it had the exploration stuff. It had that sandbox stuff, but none of it worked together to create a cohesive game. No. So, you know, and we're talking about it now, and we're like really properly like crapping on it. So, why is it that we're now so excited about it? 
So like, I mean, like, like the X that says they can change. This one, this one, this one changed. They started updating it every single year, or even more often than that, and for free. And suddenly they added um, multiplayer, cooperative. They added bases. They added uh, your own fleet. They added exploration. Uh, sorry, not explorations. They added um, well adventures you could go on. They added creative mode. They suddenly it's it's grown from this this pebble to this beautiful diamond of a game that's you can travel. You can do you can play it your way as well. You can you know if you want to build stuff and build a beautiful base, you can. If you want to just go and explore planet after planet after planet, you can. If you want your own fleet that goes and takes on the world, you can. If you want your own bloody army, if you want to be a pirate, you can. It's it's suddenly become Minecraft, but in the universe. It's amazing. Mm. And I think anyone who's not played it, you, you need to understand that actually... like so. Basically, the whole premise of the game is that you start off uh, with no memory of what you are and who you are um, on this planet with basically no resources. You have a multi-tool. The multi-tool is a nice little thing in it. It's essentially like a little gun that helps you do everything. And it, um, you know, it, it, it does your scanning. It does your mining. It also becomes your weapon eventually as you add and update everything. And that's the thing with it. Like every spaceship that you come across and every multi-tool, uh, your 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 exosuit as it's called your, your spacesuit can all be upgraded and changed and you come across upgrades and new bits that you add on um and everything is like you know updatable and changeable so you start off like this with but with very little and you're slowly trying to learn how to do things and you're learning kind of formally how to make things and you come across your spaceship and it's a bit broken so you have to repair it and then you start traveling into space to figure out who you are and what you are and to be fair the story is still pretty confusing but it's a lot more cohesive than it was mm. and then the more you play it the more you learn about the characters and it's, it's really it starts off quite difficult because all of the um, aliens that you come across there's actually only four groups of aliens that you ever come across um, and so it's the Corvacs who are a uh, artificial life form they're all androids essentially there's the Gek who are these weird kind of amphibian reptilian type creatures um who are small big into trading but have a really dark history uh, as you learn in the story as well uh, there's all sorts of like historical space genocides and things that have occurred in the past yeah uh, and then there's the viking who are like i suppose the closest analogy analogy would be like uh, the klingons the warrior race um, who are all about honor and fighting and um, and it's interesting they're like all the, they're always the guards they don't abide anyone else having weapons and again the story of why that is is interesting because it all fits in with the others and then you have the anomalies um, who are these anomalies of which you are one who no one knows who they are, what they are. And there's the travellers as well. And travellers and anomalies are kind of analogous with each other. And they're all slightly different and have come from a long way and of all different types of species. And you come across them and you don't speak the language. Yeah, I love really that. Helpful. I love that. So you, yeah, so you have to learn the language of each of the species slowly. Um, so it does take a little bit of time. You have to just bump into people and talk to them and say, I'll... Oh, 
can you teach me a word and they teach you a word and you slowly start developing a vocabulary so you can actually start understanding you can purchase translators the detail in this game is incredible i think that's the thing is like every layer of the game has been thought of and improved to the point where it is is starting to become this really kind of seamless experience and you know yeah yeah you start off on this planet you get your spaceship and you start flying around and like Jamie like you said you just start to play the game like what yeah. do you do you have to find certain resources so you have to explore your current solar system you have to build a warp drive uh, a pulse drive because if you don't build a pulse drive it will take you an hour two hours or so to fly at maximum speed to the next moon <laughs> um you know, and it tells you, like, it tells you your destination you're going to. It gives you, like, you're there and you're just floating through space. And it goes, oh, you'll be there in two hours. And you're like, oh, God. So then you've got to make sure you can build a pulse drive before you can go kind of interplanetary uh, travel. And then you need to develop a warp drive to do uh, interstellar uh, travel. Yeah. Um, and you start off, because it's all in there, you start off uh, approximately uh, 750,000 light years uh, from the galactic core and the initial like point of the game really like when they first yeah. published it in 2016 was get to the galactic core and considering you're 750,000 light years away from the galactic core <laughs> your maximum warp distance to begin with is uh, 200, uh, 100 light years <laughs> it's going to take a, and you have to fuel you have to make sure you yeah you have to fuel time, it every time and then you have every yeah, time yeah, yeah. I know for some people listening to this going, this is incredibly boring. And I go, but it's, it really isn't because every time you go somewhere new, there are new planets to explore. Yeah, there's new... And yeah. it's just incredible, like new new hazards to look at. And um, I discovered this relatively recently, having played it for a long time, is that there are caves as well. There yeah, are caves. Yeah, there are caves. Yeah, yeah. And you, there are a whole bunch of creatures under the caves. There's oceans, so you can have like there's oceans. Ocean, you can score Yeah, it's amazing. You can make underwater bases. Have you found a derelict freighter yet? I have found, and this is the thing, right? I came across a derelict freighter, and I couldn't figure out what to do with it for ages. Like, what am I? I'm trying to like flying around and searching for a land spot. I couldn't do it. I left it. Then. Um, because I, my son's been playing, Isaac's been playing it as well, and he started playing it on creative mode. Oh yeah, and creative mode means that you can literally you have you, you have everything. You have all the formulae for everything, pretty much, and you don't need credits. You don't need to earn credits to buy things. So he, I, I straight away with him, like we were playing it, we went to a scrap dealer that's one of the space stations, and he gave us the coordinates to a derelict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for five million units and I've been playing for like 50 odd hours and I've got like a hundred thousand units now I mean I've had some, <laughs> several million but I've spent it on like upgrading stuff so if getting yeah. to five million units is going to take me a little time but we got it because it's on creative mode and we went and did it and then this was the other aspect of the game which I didn't even know existed was you got on the derelict and all of a sudden you're like it, it's almost like alien you get it was, onto it was a like alien. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's horror, I, isn't it? It's like really quite it's, it's, scary. And, yeah, yeah. Isaac hated it. <laughs> I had to play oh, bless it. him. I had to play it for him because it was really creepy. But because it was creative, there's no danger. You're not getting yeah, attacked yeah. or killed. So it was actually okay. But the atmosphere was oppressive. So you're like in this like enclosed space. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. general. So it's dark. And you can only see what your torch is showing you. And there's this weird kind of like 
aliens you can, egg sacs and things yeah, like yeah. that and you can hear your own up. breath yeah you can hear your own breath and, the, and there's body parts flying around as well it's it's crazy um it is it becomes almost like a first person shooter uh, at yeah. points it's um i can't i can't speak enough about how good a game it's all of a sudden become and it's very difficult for me to even really put my finger on exactly what they've done which i think actually is 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 a testament to how good hello games have done it they've um, they've really dragged it from what it cuz people wrote it off i mean i wrote it off and then yeah. and they brought it back like some sort of phoenix from the ashes and i, I love i love that isaac's into it cuz he him and his you know i'm not surprised considering he no. loves his minecraft um so i imagine he's going to he's going to know all the law, all the language. You'll be able to speak in Gek before you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's getting into it. He's getting into it big time, um, which I love because he got me a game a few years ago. I think for a birthday, as a, as a suggestion, he went. Actually, no, it wasn't a suggestion. He just went and did it on his own back. He got me Astroneer. Um, oh yeah, okay. you heard of Astroneer? Astroneer is very similar to No Man's Sky, but it's nowhere near as big, and it's kind of more of a, it's it's probably more uh, kid friendly. I think it's a six, mm-hmm. seven plus game or a four plus mm-hmm. game. Um, it's it, it, it. So if you want like a entry point for younger players, Astroneer is pretty good, and it does walk you through it. But it's nowhere near at the level of complexity that you get with No Man's Sky because uh, No Man's Sky it's not just you're literally at the beginning mining elements, carbon, you know, ferrite, which obviously is iron, and uh, oxygen and carbon and uh, all of this to do bits and pieces. And then you start to make components of things, and components require this, that, and the other. But to actually get the materials you want, you need to have a refiner and um, you know, yeah. have to build the refiner, it, and it's it, it, it's crazy, and it starts off so simple. Even though at the very beginning, you think this is really complex, and that the more you play it, the more complicated it actually gets. Yeah, um, yeah. There's something the very s- satisfying about it, though. Like, oh, I don't know, about, like, you know, it's it's classic Minecraft, though, isn't it? Mining yeah. stuff to yeah to make stuff to mine with, so you can yeah, mine yeah. more stuff to mine to make stuff with. You know, it's, yeah. And there's even like there's there's the settlement aspect as well. So you can become the overseer yeah. of a settlement and you know just manage you know quarrels between aliens and build like um, what was it the insalubrious den, which is essentially yeah, like yeah. Antina from Star Wars to like which affects your productivity of your settlement, but increases the happiness of the people there. So it's yeah. that, it has that kind of element of uh, managing a settlement as well. Um, my personal favourite thing at the moment is um, is making my own fleet. So I've got a big mothership. Um, hey, I don't know if you've got one. Have you got a? No, I've got a. I, I came across a freighter. I haven't done the freighter stuff yet. So I've Have been. I've been. No, I've been working at building my base and you know getting all the uh, weapons upgrades and things like this. Um, but I've got a freighter which I saved from a pirate attack. So they swore allegiance to me. Um, Very nice. It's pretty. Good. It's a pretty good freighter, but I still haven't figured out actually how to do it. So yeah. um, I know that. So that's the next thing in my kind of No Man's Sky evolution is finding 
more freighters and actually how to use them. I haven't even I haven't even opened that door yet, and I've like I said, I'm like nearly fifty hours sunk into this game already. Yeah, which we all don't like for, for for comparison, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, I completed the story part of the game within I think forty hours or something like that. So fifty hours is actually quite a huge investment into game which I haven't even fully done and Valhalla was enormous as a game yeah. as well you know so just to give you an idea of like how much complexity and there is within the game and how much you have to learn to do um, so yeah tell us about your your fleet and your freighters oh yes yeah I mean I honestly I wasn't into it the fr- the freighters before but bloody hell so basically you end up having your you can have a base inside the freighter so it's basically a base you can travel everywhere and there's, you can also send off your own little freighters off to do their own little missions to come back and bring you even more money. And that's just how you get the ten, the the five million, so you can buy. Or basically, uh, you just you know, it's it's sink, sink, it's work. It's basically it's yeah. game work. <laughs> but it's it's, a, just... it's amazing, and I love. I'm doing it with my brother as well. It's it's really nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I I heard that um, you and Tom are playing it, and um, he's. Uh, he, we need to play it. We need to play it. Me and you. I think I like to. I I want to see how far you're into it, um, and what you're doing. Because I still feel like there's so much more of the game I have yet to really come across. Um, although I will say, I don't know if you've done the. There are spoilers in this, by the way. So if you're not interested, I'm just going to skip forward a, a minute or two minutes. Um, have you actually completed the Atlas path? Do you know what happens at the end of yeah. Atlas? Have you, yeah. You, yeah. It's, you learn. I love it. I love that you learn that you're a um, you're in a simulation and that yeah. everything's a simulation and you get them you to re- choose if you want to reset the simulation, but you can choose what type of galaxy you reset it as. Yeah. Um, so you have a little bit of uh, power regarding that. Oh yes, so yeah, you had to. Yes, you can reset the um, the simulation, which I did, and then I was like, oh, okay, and then <laughs> and that was kind of it. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I was getting to start again. <laughs> but that's, yeah, you do start again. But interestingly, like you can you can skip between your galaxy. So your base, if you've built bases and stuff, uh, you can teleport to them. Um, yeah, uh, and you you can you can jump between the galaxies. Uh, it's almost like jumping between parallel universes. It's um, it. I do like that aspect of this game. Like it, it, you, it gives you so many options to like make it your own. And mm. what I've also loved in this iteration is when you go to like the shared uh, spaces. So there's a specific space station which is created for people who play the game. So there are NPCs in the space station, but a lot of the people that are actually on this space station, which is called the Anomaly, uh, are players in the game, so multi, multi-platform uh, players, which you can interact with, which, again, is another aspect I haven't yet done, because I think oh, there's still aspects... No, not yet. So that's the thing. I need someone to hold my hand through the multiplayer, because I'm an old man now, and, you know... I'll come with me. you. I'll so, take yeah. <laughs> so I need to. So that's another facet of the game I still have yet to explore, but I'm looking forward to it is uh, the multiplayer aspect. And you can... You, you don't have to do the multiplayer at all, but the, the the other people are in the game, whether or not you're in the multiplayer game or not, and you can actually choose to do multiplayer missions or cooperative missions. Um, 
through the nexus, it's called, on the anomaly. Um, or if you choose not to, if you don't want to do that, it's not your thing. You don't have to at all. You can just do it in your own pace, whatever. But I think the multiplayer aspect will open up a new uh, a new facet to the game as well. Um, and I yeah, think because you, you really like that, don't you? You really like the multiplayer part of it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's other... There's new missions you can go and do. There's new things you can unlock. You can also go and play with someone else. And that's actually happened to me before as well, where I'm playing on my own and suddenly someone someone turns up and they would just happen to... I never saw them, but I knew they were in my in my uh, little galaxy. And then they bug it off again. It was <laughs> amazing. And it's, it's really... It's, um, I don't know. It's, it's really... It's at the same time as being cooperative. It's also you're doing your own thing you can play your own way and that's really it's, I think the main thing of it isn't it it's parallel play isn't it like they do like toddlers yeah. do <laughs> <laughs> they come, and the people can come and visit your structures as well so that was the other thing like another aspect I learned in this iteration was being able to visit what are known as community highlights and community bases so the PlayStation network or whatever network you're playing on um, highlights certain places that people have made, either cooperatively or by themselves, um, uh, you know, across platforms, and you can just go visit them and look at what what can be done. Similarly to Minecraft with the seeds and stuff that you can yeah, get, yeah, exactly, yeah, and, and and loading, and you can put messages for people, and you can, there's actually. Uh, Isaac came across this. There's a thing that you can build, uh, which I think you can probably build in the main game as well, but he found it on creative mode, which is a little message, uh, like a message yeah, board. Yeah, you can. And you yeah. can just leave messages for each other. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, I think that's a, that's a Minecraft thing, isn't it? That that definitely, yeah. you can do that on Minecraft. But, you know, it's those little bits that keep people compelled. And I think it's that open universe aspect. And playing into people like specifically like my generation I think in particular but probably everyone else's as well but growing up with that 70s and 80s uh, sci-fi you know was it the global hypercolour all of that stuff it's so bright and beautiful uh, and retro in its kind of design. The spaceships mm-hmm. are all like cool. You can, you know, and you have exocraft like, uh, you know, like suits that you can wear and cars, you know, these futuristic cars and like hovercraft and all of them you can go in and like change the color of and add bits to and take stuff off. It, 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 and it allows you to have not just the gameplay but that kind of creativity as well it's become for me a a ritualistic thing to do because there's no the other thing that people don't realize is there's no dialogue except from your exosuit your exosuit tells you oh you know your your shields are decreasing or whatever but beyond that you hear nothing it's it's all text-based dialogue yeah um and it's and it's got this beautiful kind of like atmospheric ambient soundtrack. The music, the music is fabulous. Very, you know, there's definitely, yeah. there's definitely a couple of thermins involved. Thermin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Theremin, yeah. Um, it's, Theremin, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's exactly it's taken exactly out of that kind of sixties, seventies, eighties sci-fi optimistic sci-fi playbook. Not this like modern dystopia. Everything dystopia, is dystopia. It's yeah. the future. Everyone's dead. In this future, 
everyone's not not just that everyone's alive everyone has their own bloody planet and you can do yeah. what you want and everything's available and you know you just have to like manage your energy consumption and you know sort out your resources and if you don't fancy it anymore fly off and go over there uh, I'm sick of you I'm just going to get off and fly to, and even you can just yeah, get off this. and fly across the planet it'll take you like I said it takes minutes if you do suborbital flight and in intra-atmosphere flight you can't fly very yeah. fast but it'll take you hours to go across or you can just go shooting up through the atmosphere get out of the atmosphere pulse engine a couple of seconds and like like slingshot <laughs> yourself around the other side and you're on the other side of the planet and there could be on the other side of the planet you know a mountain range that you and yeah. that's the thing like or, you're or on an a ocean base, yeah or it's an amazing. ocean and, you, and you've never even seen it yeah. <laughs> it's 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 there's no other game like it no um and 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 i think what i love about it now is it's it's fulfilling it hasn't fulfilled but it's fulfilling all of its potential uh when it had its initial release and it's it's yeah. and i and i have you have to credit hello games for that uh because they started off with a vision which they were really obviously excited about and obviously then the whole gaming community were like yes please this is what we want and the sense of disappointment mm. um was really visceral i think amongst loads of people me oh, yeah. personally i was devastated by this game i wanted it to be so much more than it was and then after years 6 years now after its launch it's probably more popular now than it's ever been and it's, yeah it, it's become this it's it has blossomed into something that is very close to what they originally proposed and really i want to see what they're going to do next because they keep adding yeah. stuff and and i do wonder if at some point they'll even consider doing a either a sequel or a an expansion or something like that because as much as it is massive and complex and beautiful as it is there is still space to explore <laughs> such a cheese get, manga that was Daryl get out bloody <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, awful bloody hell that's it I know <laughs> uh, no but you, you're not wrong you're not wrong it's like I don't know quite where what they think I know what the next thing they're doing is next it's putting it on the switch i know that's the next big oh, thing oh yes yeah yeah i can see um, they're porting it across onto that aren't they they're porting um, it so I... basically that's going to be so that's that's all platforms so you could be that playing be on it, the switch that's it that's amazing well no um, they're also i don't know if you knew this they're also doing it for mac and ipod os they're developing on that really so, yeah i ipad sorry ipod my goodness show my age ipod wow wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, God bless you. Oh, they're, oh. It, they're podding it for Walkman, are they? <laughs> uh, once they got it on a VHS, you know, board game, that's 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 when you know they've hit it big. No, um, uh, yeah, for the iPad. So they'll be in, they're, they're working on an iPad kind of, I suppose, like like the Minecraft Pocket Edition, like Minecraft. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, it will it will translate to that kind of thing um and it's it good on i mean I, good on hello games for doing that 
um, for doing what they've done and sticking with it. Um, that's one of the reasons I love the gaming industry as well, is it allows these this, this amalgamation between creativity, proper artistry, and mm. the, the nitty-gritty nuts and bolts, uh, you know, development coding and all of that it all works together and it, it, it is a an art form oh my cat's coming to uh that is your cat complain. so that's that's yes. another thing you've got in yes in, archie um... what do you want <laughs> is his name archie his name's archimedes uh but we've shortened <laughs> it to archie <laughs> All right, let me, is that let me because you deal... think yourself as a Merlin, as a Merlin-like figure? Uh, no, no, I, it's because I think of myself as a natural philosopher. No, no, uh, 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 let, let, me just deal, let me just deal with him and I'll be back. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> right, wait, 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 wait. Have you named one of your, have you named one of your um, tameable creatures Archimedes yet? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm not even sure if I've named any of my tameable creatures yet. Um, I, that's something that Isaac did immediately. Uh, yeah. As soon as he tamed it, he's like, yes, I'm going to change their name to this, that, and the other. Um, yeah, so you were saying you can even have pets. And there's yeah. the thing, there's another aspect of it. You can farm. You can farm. So yeah. it's like Farmville as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, it, it, you can get pets and that was the other thing uh, that was the other thing I found uh, relatively recently again is their gene sequencer so you yeah, can I've get yeah I've not done egg. that yet yeah have you not done it I have no, created my own like hybrid hybrid creature so you take an egg from your creatures and you can, so you can what you can do is you can tame these creatures and some of these creatures are like dinosaur size like brontosaurus size <laughs> and yeah, you can yeah, tame yeah. them or they're like little like sheep or cats and dog size um but you can tame them <laughs> all right all right <laughs> it's getting a bit silly now yeah so you sorry. can tame these uh no sorry so you can tame these creatures of all these different sizes and i really enjoy the really really big ones um mm. and you you can you can collect resources off them like milk and uh, eggs and things like this, and you can either use them for cooking, or you can take the eggs and put them in a gene sequencer. Add a few, ran- literally whatever you want. Uh, a little bit of you know radon, or a little bit of throwing a bit of salt in there. Um, some <laughs> some random like uh, tritium crystals, and then you cook it, and it comes out of it as a, a, a an evolved, well, an adapted egg and then you can hatch that and you can create brand new creatures um it's, it's worthwhile doing just because to see what comes out like the stuff that it's comes in, out i'm gonna is have really to give bizarre. that a go yeah because you and that's how babies cre- are made and that, and that that is how babies are made yeah <laughs> uh daddy the daddy comes and harvests an egg from an interstellar creature from a radiation planet and puts it in a gene sequencer and adds some elements and other components that love each other very much that love each other very much and then they share a special hug and (laughs) (laughs) and then nine seconds later you have an egg that you can hatch yep and that's the story of Christmas Um, yes (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I mean I think 
if if you were one of those people out there that's listening that's not keen on um, sci-fi games or space exploration games or whatnot, I think I've, I've heard of people who aren't into that kind of genre who play this game and really love it. And if you were also one of those people who heard about all the reviews and stuff back in 2016 or stuff, I really recommend looking back at it again. It is not the same game as it was. No. It feels so much better um, mm-hmm. than it ever did back then. And really, it, it's worthwhile doing it. And with the, with the fact that it's across all these platforms now, means its accessibility is better than ever and essentially I think it's still free uh, to get if you've got a Playstation 5 I think is I, it? I, th- I think oh. so I maybe uh, don't quote me on that it may be that oh. I had it from before and they just ported it across to my Playstation yeah, 5 yeah they might, so they might have done because they had a free Playstation 5 Playstation 5 upgrade but all of the DLC and upgrades and everything all the expansions oh, yeah, that's all done, free. all been free um, yeah. I think that uh, Hello Games felt like they owed a lot of people <laughs> that with the first but, iteration yeah. of the game. It still impresses me that that's there are that's an indie game. Yeah, the whole thing's an indie game. It's not it's not like a big AAA thing. No, it's this is just a, a small group of people. This is why it didn't come out fully done because there was only, there weren't that many of them. No, no, there's probably uh, not even a dozen. I think in total, there's about half a dozen artists or so, um, a dozen uh, of. Uh, programmers and then you know a small publisher with hello games and you know one producer one designer that was it um imagine making a multiverse out of just a couple of dozen people and and that's the other thing is like the actual game itself isn't that enormous so uh, yeah you know you have it's about 25 gigabytes which sounds like a lot but when you compare it to something like um you know uh the Call of Duty games that some of oh, them if you could require call you Duty, to download yeah. 100, 150 gigabytes of data to be able to play it. You know, to, to uh, play one map. To play one map, yeah. Red Dead Redemption uh, came with its a separate data disk that you had to yeah. install before you could play the game. Um, you know, it's compared to that, the size and the size and the scope of this game, it's incredible, really. It's the procedurally generated bit, isn't it? So as you go, it, yeah. it builds it. It builds the world as you go in. It's not. It's not yeah. there. And yet, and the thing no. I don't get is if it's been built as you're going, you see, you see something, you fly off, you come back, it's still there. How? Yeah. How is it still? I don't understand. I don't understand. This is yeah. beyond me. Yeah, it's it's so funny. And if you like, res- if you if you mine a resource near your base, like weeks ago. And then you, it's still there. It still registers on your thing. And then you go there yeah. again to try and resort. And you're like, oh, there's, there's a, what bastard who's mined this? this up? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, it was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, I've discovered relatively recently on it, which actually I was quite surprised. I don't know if this is going off topic, but is I was walking through and suddenly this giant worm, you know, like Dune. Yes. Yeah. You get the ground Burst shakes down. and it's in the... Yeah, yeah, just bursts out and goes over you, and you're like, "Jeez, what the heck is that?" <laughs> and I didn't really it. explain it. No, no, no. Well, there is. It's just the universe is one of the mysteries of the universe, isn't it? And, yeah. uh, and that's the thing. Like, so I have spent, like, in this meditative gameplay aspect of it, I've spent just times just looking up at the sky and looking mm. at the moons rises and the other planets in the you know through 
different coloured atmospheres and stuff like this. Honestly, it's it's just as a piece of artistry, it's worthwhile getting and having a look at because mm-hmm. it really is something special. Um, there's no other game quite like it. There's lots of aspects of it which are borrowed or uh, have been borrowed uh, by other games, but there's nothing that is quite like the total package that No Man's Sky is. Um, yeah, get it and play it. Is all I would say. Get it. Just, just get it. Yeah. Do it. And come on, right, join Jamie. me. We'll, we'll go. We'll make a base or something. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I need. That's like I said. That's my next thing. Is freighters and multiplayer. I need to. I need to figure that out. All right, mate. I will join I we'll you. Call... Message me when yeah. you're there. Hundred percent. I will. All right, we'll call it. We'll call that a day then. Brill. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the echo chamber, echo spelled correctly. I've been your host, Farbod, and my co-host has been Jamie. See you again next time, Game Dorks. <laughs>